and welcome back to Podkey. We are your hosts, Amy and Kyle, and today we've got another great episode for you, which is what small business owners get wrong when they're creating content. Spoiler alert, it's quite a few things. So if you do any of these things, we'll give you some tips on how to avoid them, but we're going to run through some things that you may or may not have done and we may or may not have done at one point or another. So let's jump into those. So the first thing that I see a lot of small business owners doing on Instagram is the fact that they're creating these pages for their small businesses on Instagram and they're showing off their product, but they're not establishing any trust with their audience, providing their audience with any value. They're just trying to sell them something before they're even, you know, introducing their mission or what they stand for. Yeah, it's unfortunately more common than not. I mean, a lot of people don't start businesses because they want to build a personal brand. But unfortunately, as we've said on previous episodes, the era of just creating a product-based brand or even a services-based brand and just selling people your services on Instagram by showing ads or just through organic is over. Like You have to get that through your head if you're a small <laughs> business owner. That era is just gone because people now have seen that thousands, if not tens of thousands of times being served ads on Instagram or Facebook. And they've just sort of grown a distrust for people who aren't showing their faces. They need to be able to see and get to know the person behind the business in order for them to feel that personal connection. Because at the end of the day, people are going to buy from people, not from brands. And I love how you bring that up because I feel like even if I'm trying to shop for a service, not just a product, I look at their Instagram first to see like if they're reputable, you know, who they've reached, how many people they've reached, how much of a following they have. Even if I'm just looking for a normal service that you wouldn't look for on an Instagram page, it still makes a huge difference to me because that's how I build trust. That's how I would rather give my money towards somebody who has a large following on Instagram because I trust them more because they've reached a number of people, they've helped them, they've created value for them. That's how I view, I guess, my trust in somebody, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I think what's really key to go through is the fact that you're always talking about somebody, not even a brand when you're exactly. utilizing the exact verbiage that you're talking about there. So whether or not you're actually interested in buying that product, you want to know who's behind it. Mm -hmm. So your social media presence is really your modern about page. And I think that's how people really need to think about it. Whenever you go to somebody's website, there's typically an about page that explains sort of the mission and all these other little things that can help you get context to why the company even exists. Social media should be an extension of that at this point. And showing your face gives you the opportunity for people to get to know you and get to know that there's somebody behind this company. It's not just a faceless brand that may or may not rip them off because that's another thing that you have to worry about if you're mm -hmm. not showing your face and you don't have that presence out there that people can say, okay, I, I see a person behind this brand, so I don't feel like I'm going to get ripped off if I put my credit card information in here. It helps to build a lot more of that trust into the authenticity of whether or not your brand is something that's reputable. Exactly, because I feel like a lot of us you know, more times than one have been scammed from these Instagram businesses. You know, you see the reviews and you see, you know, people not getting shipped their product or the quality is really bad. But, you know, attaching your face to your brand is saying that, you know, you're somebody that believes in your brand and you're not going to scam somebody. And I think that's huge because, you know, all of us have been scammed by that one Instagram ad. Yep. We've all seen it. We've all seen the email from the Nigerian prince as well. So <laughs> make sure that you're just not associating yourself with being this 
blind trust that people are supposed to put faith into. They need to see who you are and what you represent in order for them to want to give you business. And that brings us to our next point, which is chasing trends. Now, we've all been there. We've all seen our videos not go viral, not get any views. And it's always easier to just start chasing a trending audio or doing a TikTok dance just to get our face out there, just to get those cheap views. But ultimately, that's not really going to get you the audience that you want. Yeah. And I think the really important thing that you mentioned there is that they are cheap views. When the algorithm kicks something out to a bunch of people who have engaged with a specific piece of content that happen to have that same trending audio, they're not necessarily your target audience. So you really want to be careful about just chasing these trends because even if you get one video that goes absolutely viral, people don't subscribe to videos or follow pages because of one video. They follow pages that speak to them, that provide them value, that they identify with and that they want to support. So if you're just creating videos that are nothing but trend chasing, none of those videos have anything to do in common other than the fact that maybe your caption relates back to your product or your service. Other than that, there's nothing consistent about that. Nobody's going to see that and recognize you for having that brand. And you're ultimately just going to confuse the algorithms as to what content you're even trying to create if you're just jumping on every other trend that you see pop up. And it doesn't really get you a lot of followers either because those cheap views, when I am scrolling through my Instagram or my TikTok and I see somebody doing a dance or having trending audio, I just think they're another content creator that's trying to get the cheap views just to go viral. I'm not going to follow them because I'm just like, oh, they're another person doing the dance in the sea of other people doing the dances. So when I'm finding that creator on the trending audio, I already immediately am like, oh, they're not going to give me value. Why would I follow them? Yeah. And it, it really shows kind of a lack of creativity and uniqueness to all of your content because it's just something that a million other creators have just done the exact same thing that led it to be going quote unquote viral but that's not going to offer you anything in terms of the actual outcome you want from posting your content. And I think this is a great segue into our next point, which is offering your audience some sort of value. Like I explained previously, no one's going to follow you when you're just chasing the trends and putting trending audio on your videos. Yeah, and you've heard us talk about this on every other episode of this podcast, or if you followed us on social media, you see us talk about this all the time. Especially when it comes to a business profile, offering value is one of the best things that you're going to be able to do in order to create a consistent value proposition for your audience as to why they would watch your content over anybody else's. You have to remember at the end of the day that they are trading their time to watch your content. And if you're not providing them more value with that exchange of their time, then they feel like they've wasted their time by watching your content, then they're obviously not going to follow you. And they're certainly not going to further engage with your content and possibly become a customer of yours, regardless of if you have a product or a service. So you have to make sure that you're offering something that's unique and valuable to them so that they feel like their time isn't wasted when they're engaging with your content. And we actually did a whole episode on offering value. So you can go ahead and watch episode two. But let's talk about our next point, which is only trying to sell your audience something. Yeah, this is one of the quickest ways to just turn people off from your content period, whether you have a product or a service. People are being sold to 10,000 times a day, I think is the stat from seeing advertisements, whether they're walking down the street and seeing billboards, whether they're scrolling through social media and getting fed ads that they didn't subscribe to, whether they're following companies on social media that are just <laughs> trying to sell them things. 
we're being sold to often enough and we don't need more people on social media that we if, even if we like your product we don't want to be sold every single time that we see your product that doesn't mean you can't highlight things about your product that are special and unique that make it valuable but you can't just constantly be like buy my product it's just not going to be attractive you have to find ways to present it in unique ways and you can't focus too much on the product yeah because even if you're posting Yes, because even if you're posting video content with that product, people are going to start to catch on and be like, oh, all these reels that I'm watching have a product that they want me to buy clearly, so I'm going to unfollow them because this is annoying. Yeah, you can only explain all of the specifications of your product so many times. At the end of the day, you have to start introducing things like why the product exists how it actually helps people. And if you have a service, that's also the same case. You can talk about, oh, this is X, Y, and Z, what I do. But until you start talking about why it exists, who you're helping, the success stories, those are the things that'll actually sell without directly selling that explain the storytelling side of why your product or service exists. And you have to dive into those things and avoid just the straight up sales language of buy this now, this is on sale. All those things are huge turnoffs for people, especially when they get fed 10,000 ads a day. And that brings us to our next point, which is basically consistency is key. You've heard it all again, but with social media content, it is the best way to get your face out there. Now, consistency can take a bunch of different forms. So you have to figure out what consistency means to you. If that's three posts a week, that's three posts a week. If it's three posts a day, that's three posts a day. But you have to figure out what consistency looks like so that your audience knows when and what to expect when they're engaging with your content and having it fed to them on their feeds. I've used the example in the past of TV shows. If your favorite TV show just put out an episode one week, waited a month, put out an episode that week, and then put out two the following week, and so on and so forth, you're going to get really frustrated and probably stop being interested in the show because you just never know what to expect or when it's going to come. So you have to be able to establish that same consistency that you would expect out of high-level TV shows in your own content. So like I said, that could be weekly content, that could be daily content, whatever consistency is and can be for you, you're going to have to figure out what that can be. But we will add in there, it's really important to be at least daily at this point on reels and TikToks if you really want to take advantage of those algorithms. They're really rewarding consistency at this point and especially daily consistency. Mm -hmm. So it's something that you should pay attention to. It's a lot of work to get all that stuff out and don't kill yourself doing it. But if you can do it, you're going to see outsized returns from just posting a few times a week. Yeah, because I know that Instagram, you know, will always kick out your first reel a lot. You'll get a lot of views or a lot of likes the first time. But then if you don't post the second reel until three days later, you know, you're kind of off that train. So we've seen a lot of success posting once daily, but we do know people who do post two and three times a day. And it really depends on how fast you want to grow your page and how much time you want to put into it. Yeah, but once daily seems to be sort of the minimum that you need to do if you really want to scale and scale quickly and take advantage of those algorithms, whether you're on TikTok or Instagram and you're posting videos specifically. Which brings us to our next point about having a clear strategy before you start posting consistently. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they first start creating content, they just create content for the sake of creating content. And that's why they get sucked into following trends and overall just kind of scrambling to create content because they know they need to create content to stay relevant, but they don't have a clear strategy on what that content should look like, 
what their unique value proposition is and how to have a nice through line between all of their content so that when people come to follow their page, they start to get that same value proposition each time. They really start to understand what it is that they can expect from this person and what that person is really an expert in or what their product actually provides. So we highly recommend that you take some time ahead of whenever you're starting to get ready into your content journey to really define a clear strategy, some of the unique points that you wanna to touch on, some things that differentiate you from your competition that's also gonna be creating content in that same niche so that you can really hone in on all of those things and make sure that every time you're creating content, you can reference those things and make sure that you're hitting on them whenever you're creating some content. And one thing we've noticed a lot with Instagram and TikTok Reels is it rewards a niche. A niche is so much better to push out to an audience because Instagram and TikTok can find that audience to push out so much quicker. And, you know, it might take a few videos, but ultimately, if you stick to a niche, you're going to see a lot more success if you're just trying to follow trends and, you know, have your content be all over the place. Yeah. And at the end of the day, your initial audience for any content that you're creating, whether this is a good or a bad thing, is up to interpretation, but it is the algorithm. Mm -hmm. You don't want to confuse the algorithm. That's exactly what you're going to be doing if you're just following trends or creating content without a purpose. The algorithm will find your audience if the content you're creating is valuable and good based on the way that it interacts with the audience that it finds for your content. And people who find your content valuable, will interact with your content once it hits their feed. So as long as you're creating content consistently and you're creating content that's offering value to those people, the algorithm will reward you for it once it finds that audience. You need to give it as much clues as you can prior to it being able to find that. It's not going to just find it right off the bat. But the more content you create, the more consistently you create it, and the more clear and direct it is towards that audience, the better off you're going to be in the long run and you're going to see your channel skyrocket because of it. And last but not least, we're going to be diving into our final topic, which is not presenting information clearly. Yeah, so you can do your best to avoid all the mistakes that we've described so far in this episode. But if you don't present your information clearly in a way that your audience can actually understand, you're not going to get anywhere anyway. So you have to make sure that you're focusing on your delivery when you're creating your content so that it's very clear what that value proposition is. Your audience doesn't have to try and decipher and go through a bunch of likes and ums and uhs just to get to the point of what you're trying to create. Taking that extra time to make sure that you're communicating clearly and concisely will drastically help the impact of your content when your audience actually gets to consume it because they won't be confused and they will view you as a professional because of the way that you're able to present that information. And I think one of the best ways to do this is creating a script beforehand. If you're sitting down and filming a long piece of content, even just having a few key points before you start talking in front of the camera is a great way to get your point across. Yeah, and you don't have to necessarily do it word for word, so you don't have to write out the entire thing, but it might help you to give some direction on what you're actually trying to say within that particular piece of content so that you have that direction ahead of time so that you're not stumbling and putting in a bunch of ums and uhs while you try and catch up. There's nothing worse than somebody who gets up on stage to do a presentation and everybody gets stage fright, but if you're recording content ahead of time and editing it, it shouldn't be like that. You have the opportunity to redo it. You're the only one in the room when you're first recording it, so delete it. You don't have to be overly embarrassed about anything. If you mess something up, go back and redo it until you get it right and create content that's concise and clear so that your audience can consume it and enjoy it 
for the actual point that you're trying to get across. But that's the entire list that we have for today's episode. But disclaimer, we've made these mistakes. Everyone's made at least one of these mistakes. So don't feel bad if you've made all of them or even, you know, one of them on this list. Yeah, it's super common for everybody to kind of struggle to figure out their content creation journey, especially small business owners who haven't been in marketing before. You're going to make these mistakes. You're seeing what other people are doing on social media, and you're just going to kind of follow along and hope to figure it out along the way. So don't feel bad if you've made these mistakes. Just do your best to avoid them going <laughs> forward if you want to maximize the return on what you're ultimately spending on creating your content. So don't fall into this stuff. Don't fall into these traps. And if you avoid these things and you focus on some of the key points that we were telling you to do here, you should see a drastic return in the amount of engagement, views, followers, all the metrics that you would want to see should come from avoiding these things and really clearly defining what it is that you want to do with your content prior to posting. And that concludes today's episode. We hope you guys got something out of it. And if you want to check us out on social media, all of the links are down in the description below. Just in case you happen to miss a full episode of the podcast, we cut down a bunch of the best portions of the podcast for our social media. So make sure that you go ahead and, and follow us there because we post a ton of content there and we're always engaging. So even if you want to reach out and ask us some stuff about something that we said on here or you want to challenge some of the ideas that we have, feel free to do that. We'd love to engage with you guys and, you know, we want to build a community here. So that'll be it for this particular episode and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out. Peace.